Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Adam Wright is a 27-year-old businessman who lost his sight in recent years due to retinitis pigmentosa. On a recent night out, while celebrating his anniversary with his fiancée, he was refused entry to an establishment that he had frequented for a number of years. And he joins me on the line now. Adam, thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio. What happened? Yeah, um, so it's a couple of weeks ago now, but about three weeks ago, myself and my fiance were um, celebrating our anniversary. And um, we've got a couple of kids, so you know how it is. It's very difficult to uh, to get out and about together. But we'd organised like a babysitter to look after the kid, booked the Midlands restaurant, went to a few places beforehand and had no problems whatsoever. I was using my long cane at the time, so although I do have a guide dog. It doesn't really make any sense to take him out if we're, uh, you know, going for a beer or staying over at a hotel. So I was using my cane that evening. And uh, Alison fancies herself as a bit of a singer. And that's what she likes doing. Um, and we had been going there for a, for a very long time, you know, for about eight or nine years. And we know everyone there, so it's quite comfortable for me to be in there because we know the surroundings and everything. And it was a different set of bouncers. And um, they said I couldn't come in. And I questioned why. And he said, it's because, um, you know, because you're blind, you can't see. So you wouldn't be able to come in because it's against our health and safety procedure. And um, obviously I was quite distressed and angry that this had happened. So I demanded to speak to the manager who uh, did come down. And he sided with the bouncers and said, yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to let you in um, you know, because, because you're registered blind. Now, so, what uh, I don't understand, Adam, is that in this day and age, I mean, surely people must know that, that you cannot refuse a disabled person. You know, it'd be different if you'd been falling about the place drunk, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. that this was purely to do with your sight and not because you were yeah. inebriated. Yeah, well, exactly. We hadn't had a drink, you know, when, when we went there. Well, we, we had a glass of wine with a meal, but um, we, we definitely weren't drunk. Um, so, yeah, it was it was solely because of my uh, my, my sight impairment. That's it. You know, and I, and I did say about the, the Equality Act and, you know, you, you can't refuse me, things like that. And he was just adamant. And then um, one of the bouncers says, um, I don't know why you're getting so upset. We're um, We're doing this for your own good you know, for your safety, you know, and, and at that point I just sort of like walked off because, you know, it really did uh, anger me and how someone can, you know, make a decision for me because I'm disabled. It was just very patronising and, and condescending. Now, it's like you said, you had your long cane with you on that occasion and mm. um, you would assume that you're able to get around with your white yeah. cane. You have a guide dog. Um, yeah. So that is your mobility aid. You would assume that in this day and age that people would be coached on disability awareness, particularly, you know, if they're dealing with members of the public. Yeah, well, I, I agree. You know, it, it should definitely be like that. And, and you would, most, most places that you go to, you know, are more than accommodating. You know, usually when I go to a restaurant or stay in a hotel or something like that, people go out of the way to make make sure that I'm comfortable. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, 99% of cases, it's it's absolutely fine. It's just, you know, the 1%, unfortunately, just ignorant you know, to my needs. Now, I know I have a guide dog myself and I've been refused entry to, you know, things like taxis or yeah. uh, delicatessen. Now, there was a delicatessen in particular that I was refused entry from once. Uh, got in touch with them. The the manager, the owner, was, was very, very apologetic, said it would never happen again. And then, lo and behold, it did happen again in the exact same place. 
it's right. so incredibly frustrating and upsetting and I think what annoys me about it Adam and I don't know how you feel about it but what annoys me the most about it is the fact that you know I could have been somebody you could have been somebody that was newly diagnosed out for the first time with your mobility aid uh, and that kind of experience can really really scar you yeah no, and I, and I agree. And my uh, my story was printed in, in the paper uh, a couple of days ago. And somebody uh, got in touch with me via social media. And, uh, and, and that exact same situation was brought up. She said that if she was in my shoes, you know, she'd just want the earth to just swallow her up. And it would really affect her psychologically. She wouldn't feel comfortable about going out again with a long care. And she's always got it in the back of her mind. She thinks people are staring at her and worried that people are going to act negatively towards her because of her disability. You know, you, you're quite right. And really, you know, I'm pursuing legal action against the place in question. The reason being more than anything is so it doesn't happen again. Because if it wasn't me, if it was someone like the, the lady in question, you know, that, that got in touch with me on social media, it could have been a lot worse. Well, this is what I always feel. It's so important to highlight these issues because, you know, living with sight loss and, and particularly people like yourself and myself, I know you haven't always been blind. Mm. Uh, you were diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, but it wasn't until a few years ago that you lost pretty much all of your sight. Is that right? Yeah. And I know that, um, you know, for me, losing my sight at 19, I had perfect sight up until then. So we're pretty resilient people. Uh, mm -hmm. You're a businessman and I've got a bit of a gob on me, so I'm not <laughs> frightened. Um, you know, I'm not backward at coming forward. But there are people yeah. out there that are a little more timid, that maybe don't have the kind of support that we've had. And I think it's so important to actually highlight, you know, when something like this happens, because, you know, life's difficult enough, Adam. Absolutely, you know, and, I'm, and like I said, that's why I'm, um, I'm pursuing it um, to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And going back to what you were saying before about the delicatessens, rather, a similar thing happened to me in a, in a small restaurant, a Caribbean restaurant, and they said, you can't come in with your guide dog. But thankfully, the manager overheard this and just ran to the front of the uh, store. I went, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. I'm so sorry about that, you know. So, yeah, it has happened to me that as well. The thing is, I don't think you would mind if people did it in a very kind of polite way because they really, really didn't know. But to absolutely refuse you and not check out the situation. And I think for a manager of any establishment not yeah. to know in this day and age is, is absolutely appalling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it was just the bouncer and the manager came and said, oh, no, you're wrong, you can come in. You know, I'd sort of excuse that and hopefully it'd be sorted out internally. But it wasn't just the security firm that got it wrong. You know, it was the actual establishment as well. You know, and I'm someone in, in a position of authority for that establishment who should be clued up on it. You know, um, they got it wrong, so yeah, I agree. I mean, I have to say, when I first read the article, I did wonder, did they think that you were maybe some kind of threat because you had this white stick and that you would yeah. be, you know, throwing it around and, and hurting people? But at the end of the day, I think if anybody who's actually felt a white stick, uh, especially if it's fully extended, you know, you're not going to mm. do much damage with that anyway. But that is your means of getting about. So That's there was never any danger of you tripping up or, or downstairs. I mean, the thing is with them as well, they've got um, stairs that lead up to the karaoke bar. And so they said, um, you know, it's a risk on the stairs. And I said, well, the reason I have a long cane is so I can navigate stairs, you know, and obstacles such as this. And my missus, he was fuming, understandably. She said, so we live in a flat then, do we? <laughs> you know, like, whenever I want to get anywhere when there's stairs there, I can't do it. In Primark, I can only shop in the women's section because there's, there's stairs to the gents section. You know what I mean? So 
you know, and that, that was sort of what they said. But again, with the health and safety hazards of, of, a, of, a, of a white cone, you know, they might say like there was a, an emergency, like a fire or something, and someone would trip over it or whatever, which I suppose could happen. But the thing is, when I'm in bad establishment, I don't know about you, when I'm with my partner, I, I fold up the, the long stick. My partner's my guys. Usually when I'm in a bar or somewhere like that, I don't have it extended at all times. No, I definitely don't. I mean, I would never, like you, take my guide dog to somewhere that was noisy, like a karaoke bar or into a nightclub or anything like that. You know, there's a time and place where I think your guide dog's better off at home in bed. Yeah. Uh, you know, my guide dog would absolutely cringe if he heard me singing anyway. So, you know, it's not yeah. very fair on the poor dog's ears. But I do, I do think that sometimes you have to take that cane to alert people when you're going in that you are visually impaired uh, you yeah. can't see properly because I don't know but you I've been accused so many times of being drunk when I haven't had a drink at all because I can't see yeah. and I don't have any kind of symbol with me exactly and do you know what when I when I first started doing long cane training I, I found it really difficult when I was losing my sight because it was sort of like a slow progression with, with RP you know most of the time it is and then when it got to a stage where I needed help I had family members that sought the help for me because I wouldn't do it I'm too proud and having a cane in my opinion back then was embarrassing I remember my uh, ability officer say who taught me how to use the, uh, the long cane she said what's more embarrassing pretending that you're drunk or you know laughing off all the time and people not knowing that you've got a visual impairment or people knowing that you've got a visual impairment so when something like that happens they understand that you know there's, there's an answer there isn't there and that's sort of like that moment made me think you're right it's more embarrassing doing that so yeah Exactly. I think that takes time, though, doesn't it, Adam? It takes time mm -hmm. to actually accept that you know that as a visually impaired person, people are looking at you because they see the cane or they see the dog and they're inquisitive and you don't mind that. But at first, it can be really quite embarrassing, you know, in any yeah. kind of social situation. So that is always my point when it comes to being refused from anywhere. You know, I can take it on my shoulders, but somebody that is maybe a little more timid than me, it could really, really ruin an experience. And I'm just so sorry that it happens on your anniversary. What, what a horrible thing to happen on such a special, important occasion. I know, of all things as well. Um, <laughs> we hadn't celebrated on our, our anniversary like that um, for the last two years because our youngest has just turned two and she is a real handful. <laughs> she has been for a while. Um, so we, we didn't dare impose her on any baby for the last two years, really. Oh, what a um, shame, what a shame. Yeah, do you know, Adam, what would you like to see happen here? What, what do you want the outcome to be? Would you like a, a formal apology? or What is it you're looking for? I want some recognition for a start that they, that they were wrong. Uh, I want some kind of comment. It's been in the in national as well as the local newspaper now for a few days. It's been on their social media sites and I've still not heard anything. You know, I've, I've called them, I've wrote to them, the newspaper have done the same. And I've just not had any form of uh, response from them, you know, which is really frustrating. So the, the overall outcome is I want them to recognise it and to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And not only for the management staff and everything to be educated on it, but also the security firm, which will probably be a private security firm as well. You know, these bouncers might be at different venues and, and they might say the same thing at those venues as well. So I want the security firm and the establishment in question both to be educated well Adam I'm so sorry for your experience but thank you so much for sharing it with us and I do hope you get the outcome you're looking for thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio
Yeah, no problem. Thanks very much for having me. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.